in his spot. He's making sure he can't run any further. And now you see the two hands just give him a little shove. Probably not a big enough shove to push Derrick over because he's a big boy. But it's still a foul. You would never go down with that kind of contact. <laughs> I would have gone down with one finger on my back. <laughs> Soccer news for insight that excels for expert analytics. You better go somewhere else. Portland Betting Soccer Podcast. Enjoy it now, cause it probably won't last. Pitches proof, they cover it all. They'll discuss everything except football. Portland Betting Soccer Podcast. Welcome to the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, episode 52, season 3, episode 8. Preseason is almost over. My name is Jonathan, and I am coming to you from Northeast Portland. Hey, Randy, from Northeast Portland, too. Uh, Josh, from Westland, uh, Oregon. Uh. <laughs> and Greg and Goose Hollow. Hey, you guys, are you wondering what's coming up in this episode? Boy, am I! <laughs> Super. <laughs> uh, we got reader mail. We got uh, a beer review so that we can keep our biggest fan, Mark Prince Medal. We're going to talk about Geo's coaching adventures in foreign countries. We're going to talk about our lovely owner and how, what others think of him. We're going to talk about the Sporting Kansas City game, and we're probably not going to talk about those other two because um, really what's to talk about? We're going to discuss um, our our thoughts and feelings about the players. And then we're going to talk Aww. about the uh, women's national team, the fact that they reached that equal pay agreement. Yay. Cool. Is I guess we're jumping right in then. Reader mail. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Do you need some uh, buttering up time? Do you need, I don't know, what, foreplay before we start the episode? What is it? I mean, it definitely Great. helps. You know, going in cold can be a little yeah. lackluster, you know? Bring some enthusiasm to it. Uh, Greg, have I mentioned that you you look very fetching tonight? Ooh. Regarding episode 51, Marty Gould said it was a very disjointed episode. Yeah, fuck you, Marty. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, Marty. <laughs> I, I think we said that from the last episode as well, but it still stands for he two He said times. he really missed the episode 51, season three, episode seven, and it just went all downhill from there. Uh, but Jonathan, <laughs> you did say it. You're just a little late, weren't you? I don't remember, dude. I was probably drunk. He did say it. He said it. I think maybe he was thrown off by the fact that there was a little bit of intro before the theme song. Maybe that. You know what, Marty? This is a free podcast. You don't pay for it, so I don't want to hear your sass. Wait, Feel Jonathan. free to join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, repeat the, uh, the the season and the episode for the for the slow folks tonight. Episode fifty one, season three, episode seven. Oh, isn't it episode eight? No, that was the one that I missed, or is that we said no. that I oh missed? Oh my god! <laughs> god, this. Season 49, <laughs> episode B. And Steph, Stephanie had something to say about Burnley. I don't have this at the ready. So does somebody have what Steph said? Enjoy the championship, Randy. Sucks to suck. So, hey, Stephanie. <laughs> thank you for that uh, 
uplifting, positive comment. I, I will have fun in the championship. <laughs> I'm going to very much enjoy watching the mighty Burnley dominate the championship league. You know, it's easy to root for a team from a major town like Liverpool that has a population of 500,000 versus Burnley's 80,000 people. Um, you know, I want you to, I bet you feel good about, uh, you know, what sucks. It sucks to root for a team like Everton that only finished two places above us, despite spending over twice as much as Burnley did Ooh, in their payroll. 71 oh, million dang. versus 32 million. Oh, Everton is like the Chivas of Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, of Liverpool. <laughs> they only had, yeah, they only, they finished uh, four points ahead of us and two spots ahead of us. And, they were right in that relegation battle till the week before we were. So stuff it, Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. Wu-Tang. Uh, yeah. We should probably do Randy's beer review before I read Lionel's text, because Lionel's text is a good segue to SKC. Okay. Okay. Oh. Uh, my beer review, so that Mark Prince Metal will keep listening to us, is uh, I'm going to review um, Pelican Brewery. Breweries. Uh, do you guys, have you guys ever been to their brewery before pacific city i have it's lovely yep. isn't it it's a great way to to wind they, down after spending the the day at the beach right yes <laughs> yeah they have one in Cannon oh, beach do. as well and it is yes it is very uh cookie cutter in its approach as opposed to the the feeling of the the pacific, yeah, the city, pacific one. city ones i mean like they have like the outdoor spigot where the surfers hose off um yeah, that one's a lot grittier. I haven't I haven't been to the where'd you say Cannon Beach one? Ooh, Anyways, uh, yeah, I like I like people hosing off outside, being all gritty. <laughs> um, we've spent the like the weekend in in Pacific City before, and like just been like so lazy. The and the food at that place is pretty good, so we'll just be like, oh, let's eat lunch here, and then like, oh, it's time for dinner. Oh, let's have dinner here. <laughs> just um, good beer. But uh, the beer that I'm reviewing for them is called uh, Dark Hearted Blonde. It's a coffee blonde, blonde stout. Um, and if you're wondering, like I am, how can you have a, a blonde stout? Um, the answer is, I don't know. Because the thing that makes a stout as a stout is the, the kind of barley that they roast it with. And I've never seen a stout that wasn't dark. And the thing that makes a blonde a blonde is the fact that it's sort of clear sometimes called an American ale, golden ale. It's sort of like a lager. It's sort of like the, uh, the gateway drug to craft brewing is what, what a lot of people call it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Uh, although I like a lot of uh, Pelican Brewing's beers, I can't say I'm a fan of this blonde stout. Um, it's just bizarre to have that. I can't disassociate the, the light color with that like heavy coffee taste after drinking it that particular beer has so many things that i love usually i love coffee stouts i love stouts in general this one is just it misses for some reason it's like too coffee forward but not in a good way was this at the game or yeah, like you just, just bought, bought this, this. For home? i think i was watching a game actually I, <laughs> gretchen bought some to drink during one of the games well now I want to try it because uh Fort George years ago used to have a beer called Java the Hop <laughs> and it was um a coffee forward IPA that's not like your like now like hazy juicy IPA but like it's like old school west coast IPA and it was awesome. Uh so now I want to try well, this one to see if I like it. We've got there. like five um I've got five unopened bottles left cuz 
so I'm not going to try another one. I'll bring it over. I have a couple in my fridge, too. Kelly really likes that one. Oh, well, okay. This is well, the most boring well, Hey, Marty, you know ever. what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, and this is for not Marty, for Mark Prince Metal. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark. <laughs> Um, uh, and, uh, so now we've copied everyone. We've copied, uh, more Sonic. We've copied soccer touchdown and we have copied, uh, outer roses as well. There you have yeah, it. Now all we have to do is sound smart and we'll t- copy the double post. I've never listened to that Ooh. one. Is that good? No, it's, I mean, they touch on a lot of technical <laughs> stuff, oh. nah. but they, I, I don't. I can't, you know, those podcasts where you can't tell who's talking because there's no like distinguishing personality traits. Yeah. Like between ours. Between the hosts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like ours. <laughs> um, speaking of soccer touchdown, uh, I noticed that they took down all their episodes except for the last one, which is, uh, no, it's very sad. Very sad. You can't go through and listen now to the back can't. catalogs. No. So now everybody, anytime we mention GOJ, there's no, nothing we can point to, to be like, isn't he like 20 now he is man it's super weird he started like i don't know how old he was like 14 or something and he now was in like, like yeah he was he's in, in college or high school or whatever he is it's just bizarre <laughs> uh, well i hope those soccer touchdown guys know that you can't delete the internet it's always there mm-hmm. okay uh so there are uh relatively substantiated rumors of Gio Savarese considering a switch to Venezia FC in Venezia, Italy, or Venice, if you are American. And the it was the Schwantana brothers, how the hell you're supposed to say that, uh, that tweeted that out a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago. And it was a retweet of someone else who was saying the rumor was real. And then obviously uh, it, it started to take a little bit of steam to where Ryan Clark, who lets the front office uh, interview themselves through their own mouths, uh, tweeted, Gio Savarese, when asked about Venezia rumors, said he'd rather focus on tonight's Timbers game. I asked if he'd had contact with them. He did not answer. Um, And so I think it would be a very interesting play for him to go do that. Uh, Venezia FC, I did have a chance to go see them earlier this year with my wife on vacation. And we went to their stadium. It was awesome. I think we actually played some audio from the away supporters from Genoa uh, during that uh, the episode. But cool stadium. It's out in the actual island itself. The away supporters, when they're coming in, they come in on boats, which is just super fun to see. And uh, I, I could understand the, the, the draw. However, they have been relegated to Serie B. So there won't be, um, uh, I, I, I would say like for him, it going to Serie B, I wouldn't say that's an upgrade from. You don't think so? Okay. I mean, minimal, maybe, uh, and maybe the ability to get promoted back into Serie A, which would be amazing. But the other, other, uh, other interesting thing is that this is supposed to be the last year or next year is supposed to be the last year where they're in that current stadium. And they are actually moving to a new state-of-the-art facility or a proposed facility that was going to be on, you know, the mainland and not out in the the water, which I think takes away some of the the draw of that team, at least for me personally. He's got family in Italy, though, right? Yes, he does. So that there was another tweet that was, I guess, last night or whatnot, uh, where it was saying now the 
the potential move is off and Severese has a year and a half left on his contract. Um, I can't help but speculate. It, does this have to do with the current um, situations involving the front office? Uh, or is it really that he wants to challenge himself in a new league or perhaps both? I, I mean, it's it's always going to be difficult to tell. But I don't know. Like, would you would you go to Series B to to coach over MLS? I don't know. If I had family there, maybe. I don't know what the pay scale is like. If, it depends on where I was from. What my Randy, what my I'm talking about a was. passionate answer. I don't need a nerd answer. Okay. All, all I got is nerd <laughs> answers for you. But listen, the thing is, I, I didn't think any of this was real because, you know, those rumors, blah, 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 until the quote, until he, until uh, Clark's quote from him saying he didn't, he didn't want to talk about it. He wanted to talk about the game and the no comment. Um, and so that seems like it was probably real. But then like the very next day we get the thing that dropped that said that they were no longer interested in him. And um, the, the joke was that uh, those guys must have been watching Timber Smashes because they're like, why would we want to hire this guy who's not a very good coach? I think the reason Gio didn't answer the question is because he does not respect Clark as a journalist. <laughs> hot he's take like, hot take yeah he's like okay fake news bros come on <laughs> sure so, sure jonathan i'd go to italy to coach a team that plays on an island that sounds rad yeah, yeah there why you not know. and like oh i gotta figure out how much the pay skill is what's my family life gonna be like <laughs> how much is um, uh, yeah, <laughs> there? how much is that gonna cost am i gonna be <laughs> able to visit on um, family in palm <laughs> springs every year Do they even have domino's pizza randy's more of a pizza um a little caesar's guy probably uh, more of a, <laughs> a papa john's guy whoa yeah <laughs> this episode is brought to you by nordvpn and racism. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what about you, Greg or Josh? Would you go? Would you? Would you continue to coach the Timbers, or would you go for a job in Serie B? Go to Italy in a heartbeat. Yeah, I. The completely... ceiling is so much higher. It's not this stupid country for starters. Uh, yeah, no, like without question, absolutely take that job. But do they even have DPs over there? yeah what kind of league is it where they don't even have dps what uh why do you think they were interested in him i mean i guess he's since he's been here we've been to mls cup twice um and we did win the COVID cup yeah so but we've lost mls cup twice and he seems to not be able to take care of the fact that we can never seem to start a season strong so I thought about that too. What would be the play for him? And I think what he's proven is that in knockout style tournaments, uh, he can take a team pretty far into it, if not for the championship, but at least for, you know, getting there and in promotion and relegation battles, it's multiple teams going up and going down. And so I wonder if they view him as someone who can motivate a team in high pressure situations like that when all is on the line. That makes a lot of sense. So Jonathan, you ran into one of Gio's friends in Italy, right? I sure did. When Maybe... are you going to talk about that, man? I, you I told even you guys told about us. it. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I told you guys that it happened. I didn't tell you any of the details. Yeah, I know. Well, Why not? Maybe, maybe some of the ownership of Venezia 
also ran into Gio's friend and he talked him up and that's why they're interested. Look, I told you guys <laughs> I was on vacation in Italy, but I was really there in a covert mission. Um, Gio hired me to go to uh, Venezia FC and to sit in their field seats and drink Prosecco uh, just to get a vibe to see if he would like Gio it. hired you. Yeah. I, then I texted Wait, him and I was like. Don't you make like probably twice as much as him? <laughs> probably uh and uh uh no of course he didn't really hire me to do that but it's just funny that it ends up working out that way where the team that we go to see on vacation is the one that he is linked to um but what the, what the hell laugh was that no i'm fine <laughs> that's the best no i'm fine are you okay no uh, I'm fine. Um, but no, I, I agree with Greg and, uh, and Josh, I, I would probably go, uh, and, and take that out. Like, it's super cool. I think this, the sky is limit there. If you can go there and get Venetia promoted and prove that you can operate at that level, then, I mean, he's got, uh, experience all over the world. Like, you know, played in the premier league at Swansea. Uh, and, uh, so just trying to make a name for himself in terms of coaching and I yeah. Think- and also don't managers want to like a challenge every few years. And obviously there's no challenge here anymore. Cause we're shit. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, mean like- the challenge would be to not make us shit. <laughs> yeah. But you can't do that. Look at the current situation. Well, that's why it's a challenge. If it was easy. But it's not a challenge. No, you can't win. The front office is probably against him every step of the way. I I think Josh is probably right. Uh, So, Josh. What? Yeah. It's a rare occasion where Josh is probably right. I think it's more of like he guessed and he guessed right versus uh, new. And uh, that's why multiple choice tests favor people like Josh as opposed to essays. (laughs) 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 have you uh heard any news in the uh traditional print media about uh our illustrious owner Merritt paulson well yeah it's funny that you asked that randy because since (laughs) i'm a a member of traditional print media i um like to read lots of it when i can most of the time i'm just dyslexic and can't read anything but you know sometimes i get someone to read it to me i mean is this are you really dyslexic or are you like what your dumbass is the one who said it and we've just been playing on it this whole fucking time. Oh, okay. <laughs> True story. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> well, you're like reading an article bad and then I read a bad one and you said I was dyslexic. <laughs> and we just went with it from there. Okay. I mean you are right. dyslexic. I'm a lot of things. Go ahead, read. Um Okay, so I'm not going to read it because it's boring, but basically, and I think it was, what was it, USA Today? Yes. Merritt was voted one of the worst um, team owners in, in just sport in general, but which is it was, pretty fucking funny. It wasn't a vote. It was, a, it was an opinion piece, and it had all the sports listed, and he was listed for NWSL and MLS. The, the title of the article, if you want to look it up, if you want to read it, is called The Cheap, The Greedy, The Inept, and The Unlikable. These are sports worst owners so i know we were joking about usa today as does that really exist and that is like the preferred mag um uh newspaper uh of most hotel chains where they like when you would get a paper delivered that's what they would uh, you know drop at the door but i mean that's the kind of shit that you know he's reading and yeah, is fully well aware and he's probably like hate punching himself in the face and then like but 
the other arm is patting Wait himself on the back for for how good of a job he does here for you know this city. You you think he's reading <laughs> USA Today when he when he checks into the uh, Red Roof Inn uh, for <laughs> an red, away game? Whoa, the Red Lion. He's conservative. He likes to save his money. Uh, the extended no. stay by the airport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the hourly rate hotels uh, where he meets up with. I, I think they have meetings there with him and Gavin and Mike. But the no the the real, of course, he's seen it. There's he is so ego driven that there is no way he doesn't know that exists. He sucks. I love that. I just love that. That like, I mean, and that's got nothing to do with. Uh, I mean, you know, you can argue that's a totally independent of. Uh, you know, it's not something the Timbers Army did. It's not something Scan did. You know what I mean? It's not. That's how he's perceived. Somebody at USA Today decided to write an article about this, and they're like, "Well, we better. We should cover soccer. Who's a crappy soccer team owner?" And then yeah. what they, soccer? They, they Googled soccer scandal, and then that was the first thing <laughs> that came up. Yeah, no, no, it's the newest thing that came up. Yeah, I'm gonna Google that right now to verify soccer scandal. It's probably gonna be something about Set Bladder. Soccer match fixing scandal in Argentina larger than thought. Add USA Ooh. to that. Um, actually, there is a, a, an article if you go to news, and the third article is fans protest Portland Timbers management at Saturday match. That was the the day they cost us that match, wasn't it? Yep, the Timbers Army. Every time. Sad. What happened? I wasn't there. Uh, In any match. It's just, it's a generic thing that happened. The Timbers, people protesting cost us the match. Oh, definitely. It's our fault, not the front (laughs) office's fault. Oh, okay. Well, now we're going to go back to some listener mail. Rewind sound, please. Thank you. At 9.09 p.m. on Saturday, May 14th, minutes after the final whistle blew, Lionel shot me a text message that says, well, that blows the PVSP predictions out of the water. Ooh, <laughs> do you know why it did? Because we won seven to two. You know, if you go by total goal count, Josh was actually the closest with his 14 nil prediction. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> also, later that night, there was a very drunk message from from uh, our own Greg Donnelly on our on our call. Hey, this is Greg. The Timbers just won seven to two. I met the Charles at Mazatlan, and Randy sucks. <laughs> he claims he wasn't drunk, but uh, I was—he's pretty safe. <laughs> I fell asleep and I woke up. I did, quote unquote, fell asleep or passed out. Yeah, that's yeah, a lie. He wasn't even like, yeah, he's just like, oh, Timbers. <laughs> <laughs> and then you heard and the probably just Randy sucks. <laughs> yeah, and then you heard a bag of chips opening. He's like, nom, 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 Randy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. So I will have to say that this is very true. That Josh actually went to the game. Uh, my my aunties are in town from England, and aunties. in the in the process uh, wanted to go to a Timbers game, and so we we took them to the game and. Uh, we had an extra seat. So like, oh, Josh, you should come hang out. And my my dad, for some odd reason, thinks Josh is actually really funny. And uh, <laughs> as such, he hung out with my dad for the entire game, which was super cool. Uh, 
and then uh, this will make sense as we talk about a later match, but my auntie, who is the Ipswich Town supporter, who's in their supporters section, uh, like was flabbergasted that I was in the Key Bank Club. She's like, why are you not over there? And, and I was like, I don't know where to start. Uh, yeah. Ugh, it's gross. I, uh, I almost caught bad credit when I was over there. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> um, can we say this? Can I? Can we leave this part in? The part where yeah. you asked if you're allowed to use uh, the EBT card to buy beers in that section? <laughs> yeah, that's totally fine. Um, uh, but, I mean, that atmosphere was crazy. All right, let's look at the highlights from this match. This is going to take a long time. So if you're, like, in your couch, like, grab a beer, settle in, because we're going to be here for a little bit. I've never seen a match like that, 7-2. to I don't think we'll, we ever will again, statistically speaking. But that was, wow. It was because I was there. Some of those stats, um, it was our 100th home win, I think? Or was it our, was it our 100th home win or our 100th? League win? No, it's had to have been our hundredth home win. I think it was hundredth league win. I don't even remember. It was a hundredth win of something. Maybe just uh, no, it was win. our one hundredth home win. We had a guy make an MLS debut and score two goals. I think that's the first time that's happened for Ooh, us, at least. Yeah. I, I thought um, I thought Adi might have also done that, but he didn't. Um, he only did the one on his debut for us. Blanco had his first goal of the season. Oh, well, Blanco not only had his first goal of the season, but he had his first two goals of the season in the same match, as did um, Fogasa. And then Gio subs them out, both on a hat trick. <laughs> Seba, you had a chance at the first I, ever hat trick, and I you know. passed to Nate. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. I really wasn't thinking about that until I go. Out. Yeah, for for that, like not to get him hat trick. I don't. I don't understand that. Seba's still getting back to full health. Yeah, fine, fine with Blanco. I'm okay. Take him out. You want? You don't want to risk an injury. He's a huge, important piece of the team. But the new guy, I mean, yeah, if there's kid, anyone we, who's on fire, who was out, it. yeah, he was out there trying, he was hustling at every ball. I, I cannot, unless, unless there's obviously something in the field that we don't know what is happening, where maybe he did get like a little twist or something and is, you know, maybe I should come off, but no reason for him to come off uh, for, for, unless it's an injury. So let's talk about him. He was he was only he had only been signed to T2 like 2 weeks before and then when whatever acquisition they were trying to to get as a striker failed and and uh Wilkinson hinted that oh well there's this guy from T2 that's capable of doing it as well which means that he had a pretty good sh- good guess that we weren't going to be able to sign anyone we miraculously signed him to the first team a week after that so he was brand spanking new Still should have kept him in. I don't know. Again, maybe there was an injury. Maybe there was something that uh, whatever. Yeah, but, but he played the next game. I next I games. totally agree. And so that was. Well, he, uh, he did sub in a bunch of guys too. Uh, Ikova came in, um, and somebody else came in too. Yeah, uh, I think someone called. But out when someone's on fire, you don't take them out. Yeah, sure. Okay. Especially on like the debut game where you could get a hat trick. It's just it was stupid, but. Uh, someone also said that McGee tweeted that, so I didn't see that tweet. And now that this game is relatively old in terms of uh, recent history, it was uh, yeah, I was I was super bummed, and that leads me to the freaking Van Rankin. I uh, <laughs> how many 
we're what month into this season and he's already had two red cards from yellow cards in games. I just, I, I, when he plays really well, he's amazing, but it's just, you, you can only be a red card risk. If you are the kind of, um, you know, wing back that is going to, you know, score a goal. So if you're going to score a goal and then get a red card and put us up and play defense, sure. But he just was all over the place and just reckless challenges on a yellow. So just a few minutes after he was sent off, Eric committed an almost identical foul in almost the exact same place on the field. But Eric was not shown a card. Oh, dude. Did you did you watch the replay of the, the second foul? I, so what I highly recommend is you do that because at first when I saw it live, I'm going, come on, it wasn't that like, that's ridiculous. But the, the replay, it's almost like a scissor tackle. Yes. Mm, I, I, <laughs> I encourage you to look. I got more useless stats for us. Uh, we, we had four people have their first games of the season for us or first goals of the season for us in that match. Blanco, um, Fogasa, uh, Marvin Luria, and Moreno all had their first goals of the season in that one game. Nice. Moderately interesting. <laughs> Mildly interesting. Uh, I also propose that we nickname Fogasa Fugazi. Yes. Ooh, I'll take that. So Okay. Um, when Van Rankin was... Well, he needs to change his number to 13 then. We were all at the match, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were. Okay, did you see what happened immediately after Van Rankin was sent off when he was leaving the field and Saba ran over to the touchline to, like, yell something at him? It looked no. like he was yelling at him. Yeah, no, it did look that. like he was. he yelling at him to, like, get the hell off the field? Was he yelling at him, pissed at him for getting yet another red card? Like, I, I don't know, speculate. Yeah, uh, I, I think that was yelling at him to, like, putting the team, like, at, uh, you know, down a man again, and maybe like a get your hit, like get your shit together kind of moment. I think he was asking if they were going to go to KFC after the match. <laughs> you think they got the crispy chicken? <laughs> I want a biscuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think they're going to go to Popeyes instead? Yeah, oh, that's fair. That's fair. But I have some. I have some more uh, potential locker room conflicts as we get deeper into this match talk. Just so you guys oh, know. Then let's I get am, deeper. Right, yeah, let's, let's deeper. do this. Want to jump straight to it now? Sure. Uh, after SKC had a free kick later in the match, and the ball made it all the way to Ivicic, and he made the save, Ivicic was visibly upset. And he was like throwing wild hand gestures in his arms and yelling. Six yellow cards, two second yellows tonight, shown by Victor Rivas. As Hernandez clips it in, that made it to Shell. Yeah, Zimicic not too happy. It's a good ball from Hernandez and Shelton. He was up well. First time, and he's just jumped underneath it. Yargil Char ran up to him, pointing at his ears, which makes me assume Diego was saying, hey, we can't hear you. Speak up. But Ivicic was pissed. Yeah, he was. So, I mean, that just made me wonder if there was possibly some kind of disagreement between Ivicic and his defense. Does he think his defense is a bunch of lazy pieces of shit? Speaking of Ivasic, it's Ivasic, right? Ivicic. Damn it. Uh, 
I'd call him not Jeff. Speaking of jazzy, as um, Liam likes to call him, had we not won that game 7-2, we'd all be talking about how, how badly he did. He did not do do well at all. So is it is it time for him to go? He's not um, a nor- like a starting keeper. Okay, it was between him and Rasmussen on the, I think it was the first goal, where Rasmussen just sort of assumed the ball was going to go out the back. And he, he stopped running with it, and both him and Jazzy stopped paying attention. And then the guy from SKC followed it in and kicked it in. And then there was another goal where he just sort of stood there and didn't didn't do anything. Um, you see it online all the time. Oh boy, Steve Clark's you know laughing it up because we didn't give him the money that he wanted, and uh, we were going to have bad goalies. And I was like, oh, it's not that's not going to happen. But um, I'm uh, firmly in the camp now that says Ivasic Ivicic is not very good. Watch the highlights on almost every goal. Ivicic is standing flat-footed. He's not even really? making attempts on it. Yeah, watch, especially the two. We'll get to Philadelphia, but watch those two. He's just standing there watching it go in, and I'm not saying like he had a chance to get it. It probably would have been a goal anyway, <sighs> but to be so like unprepared and surprised that you can't make a play on it. I can almost forgive him on that. Was that a bicycle kick overhead kick? What was that? I could. Yeah. The first goal was a bike that was on. We're talking about the union game. Um, I couldn't see it from where I was that well in the stands. And uh, I tried to watch the, I had the broadcast recorded and that game was uh, delayed because of NASCAR and they didn't cut in until <laughs> nine minutes into the, into the match. And uh, that we'd you missed the first goal. So I couldn't see exactly what happened, but um, I don't, I don't fault him too much on that kind of thing. If a guy's got his back to you, you don't expect him to shoot. But that second one, you can, you can kind of see his body. He's like, I'm going to, I mean, he's looking at it. And then there's a point where he realizes, oh, I almost probably could have gotten to this. And he thinks about going for it, but then he doesn't. Um, he's got to jump for those instead of just standing there. So are you uh, bring him in? Yeah. Give him a shot, man, at this point. His success rate with saves is um, 64%. You know, that's okay. But it's also his first season playing. You know, he's been on the yeah. bench for two seasons. So, and he didn't play with like T2 at all, did he? So he never really, like, let him let him have the season uh, dude, and get no. used to it and see. Nope, nope, nope. It's time. We're not, it's not it's like we're going to, anywhere anyways. It's time to move on. Um, Bingham was okay in those games that he played with us. He bobbled the ball a couple times. But, I mean, that guy hasn't played a match in, what, like two years. So, uh, so Randy if, just wants a white keeper? Um, yep. Well, Ivacic is white, too. <laughs> that was a really good stumble. And you're like, I look, wait, wait, no, no, wait, Josh, you're, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> that was fun. I, so it's interesting, Randy. So, uh, Ivacic has some bad games and you're ready for him to be done. And then Nizgoda has arguably a bad season, <laughs> bad career. Everything is fine. And you are willing to look past that and buy his Jersey. No, it's, it, it's, it's different. I, Ivacic has had it's not just the last few games. It's like I, I've been sort of cutting him slack, cutting him slack, expecting him to do better. And then seeing him not not do better finally made me. It's not just the last two games. 
it's the he started building some faith over a few yeah. good games but those good games were against weaker yeah. teams. he does make some good saves you know like he does make some saves now and then but uh he's just he just there's way too much footage of him in game highlights just flat-footed not trying to not even trying to make a save which says you know either, either that's bad positioning or or He's just, I swear to God, there was one game that went, the ball just sort of went up. I forget which one, maybe it was San Jose. The ball just kind of went past his shoulder and he just turned, his head turned to watch it go. But but the rest of his body didn't, didn't have any reaction. Maybe he thinks he's a fan and not actually playing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what he thinks. <laughs> yeah. If I mention that I hate you guys. Thanks for the input, Josh. Thump, thump. Whatever. You want to talk about real shit, like the Maserati jacket guy and the girls with the the camel coats and the weird Burberry guy? We had like, we were in the weird. What are you talking about? Okay, so in KeyBank, we were sitting next to the weirdest group of people anyone's ever seen. They like, it was obviously like their first professional sports this, match this is, of which match which matches this skc then oh, oh sorry we're still oh i thought we we're still talking about um kansas yeah yeah it was uh we should talk about the maserati jacket guy because it was this dude who just rolled in wearing a jacket that had a maserati logo on the back of it and when we were leaving after the game because we were you know drunk on booze and euphoria me and Josh just started screaming things like, you don't own a Maserati. <laughs> and it was, uh, I, I, Brianna looked at me and him like a couple times, like, shut the fuck up. What are you guys Did doing? Did he have driving like, gloves on? <laughs> probably. I, probably. <laughs> you know, uh, they were hitting on these two girls. It was the raddest thing ever. Uh, man, like there's some fun people watching at the stadium. I mean, like there's a, there's a contingency, like a real small percentage of people, but people that get all dolled up to go to matches, like especially some ladies that are just like, they're going to the discotheque and you're like, no, you're, you're going to a Timbers match. You don't need high heels. You don't well, need. That's the, yeah. That's the thing. Like the Portland is very, like it's fun. It's like behind the times, like people with money in Portland now are like people with money in Los Angeles 20 years ago. So it's really fun <laughs> to watch them, like how they're evolving. And it's the exact same thing. Like I know what's coming next and it's just, it's really fun to watch. Well, aren't, aren't the people in Portland with money, people that moved here from LA? Not always. They probably moved here from somewhere else. And they got, this is their like big city job in tech or something. Yeah. So the other thing that was interesting, I'm going to say there was a guy who was sitting in the front row with those ladies who was wearing a full on obnoxious yellow Burberry, almost blazer jacket with Burberry, Burberry, uh, with a Burberry hat and YSL leopard print shoes. And it was was, so amazing. Yeah, and he was with the Maserati bro, and these people. I don't know how they even get tickets or what they're what they're doing, but it was um, uh, it's quite a comical sight. An attire-based, mildly interesting but unimportant stat is SKC was our first win in the Rose Kit. Really, oh, really, right? That can't be mm-hmm. right. No way. Yes, it was. Huh. All right. 
We have a lot of draws and losses. That was our first win in the Rose kit. That's insane. I like the kit. It is the second best kit in the MLS era for the Timbers, for sure. No question. And what's the first best kit? The one I forget, I don't know what the hell you call it, but it's the, the throwback dark, green, green. With, yeah, with the with the gold collar. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what's the third best one? Is the the white and green one? The white one with the green stripes on it. The yeah, agreed. The, collar. the classic. Yeah. yeah, it looks classy. Uh, and then the last story from from this match was when we were leaving the stadium and going back to the car. Uh, <laughs> there was a bus that was stopped maybe a block before the Fen Laden uh on and uh the person like four cars back couldn't see the bus and so they just started like leaning on the horn and <laughs> everyone was walking away and like what do you do and, and then the entire section just started uh chanting and when i say section i mean the people on the street your horn sucks and <laughs> uh, i wish i would have been the moment the thought, thing ever. yeah i wish i would have thought in the moment to grab my camera out and film it because it was hilarious we should mention there was a, a scan protest that was planned at the 40 minute mark that sort of didn't go off well because there was somebody was down from SKC was down injured and the, the timing was off and uh, the the drums were going to stop, but they didn't. I don't know what happened, but it was it, it, it just didn't work. Yeah, I mean, it was still visible from where we were sitting in Key Bank, but it was definitely uh, it felt subdued in comparison to the the first uh, the first fortieth minute protest. Hey, uh, you know what I love in Wonderland is that anytime you post something about scan um, in 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 Timber's Wonderland, there's a guy on that 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 immediately responds, "This is not the scan group." <laughs> yeah, I mean that I'm was. I'm just that... shocked you guys are still on Facebook. I'm not a mod anymore at Wonderland. I, I had to. Um, I stepped, I stepped down. It sounds like you're resigning from being like the president of like a local chapter of something. I know. What was your compensation package? Yeah. <laughs> My did compensation you... pack was a lot of grief, constant grief <laughs> from everybody that thought. Did you get a stipend that, for that? It was my group and I ran it all the time. Yeah. That, uh, that group has turned into a diary of fart. It, the problem is like got... when you invite, when assholes join yeah. and then people start blocking people it makes the conversations impossible to follow, which I get. Like if you're if you're upset that someone said something awful to you, or you don't want to see nonsense, but it it it's it's just dumb. Yeah. So my my thing is, I'm always trying not to, to boot people. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to like be like, don't don't kick out. I mean, because a lot of times the people that are causing the biggest trouble are also sort of diametrically opposed viewpoints. And you don't want to get a reputation for kicking out people that disagree with you. And it's not the disagreeing that they, that gets them kicked out. It's just the, the way they, they the go way about they Yeah. The way they go about making everybody miserable and just being a jerk. Um, so I was always arguing for, for lenience and sort of trying to, you know, like, let's, you know, let's keep this as open as we can. Um, but yeah, finally, I just couldn't, uh, I, I just didn't want to argue about it anymore. I have to spend my time doing other things. They did kick out a bunch of people. Like they did kick out a bunch of people and it is a lot better now. <laughs> Good. But, but the downside is you're only going to see one, one viewpoint until they, until the, until the this is not the scan group guy get, gets kicked out, we're not going to see any other viewpoints. I'm okay with other viewpoints. I'm just 
tired of people being childish about it. And then fairness that happens on uh, each side of the argument. So it's, yeah, it's that, that happens on every things. Facebook group, every public chat room everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, anyway, let's move on to the, the dumpster fire uh, game versus San Jose. And I wonder, maybe there's a almost league leading score that plays for the earthquakes. Who's a forward? Anyone know about him? So the party in Portland now carries over to the Bay Area to see an old buddy, Jeremy Abobasi. Jabo's got three multiple goal games, Willie. The only man in the league to do so right now. A third brace last weekend. His seven goals tied for second best in the league. We certainly miss him around here. Yeah, you know, I, I always liked him. And I was kind of surprised that the Timbers let him go, but, you know, they they know better stuff than I do. But he's a real talent. I don't. And, you know, I didn't even watch the game. Wait, maybe I did watch the game. No, I clearly put in the notes that Josh didn't watch. Josh doesn't care, and Josh oh, sucks at I've everything. I've just seen that now, yeah. You know, those are all true f- statements. <laughs> hey, Josh, anytime you get the interest, the the um, desire to chime in and say, I don't know, I didn't watch it, I didn't pay attention, you can probably just skip that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to have this whole persona, and I need to... Keep you know, if someone's new listening, they haven't they don't notice that I do it every game. I mean every episode. I have fans, you know. I wouldn't call San Jose a dumpster fire. Two goals on the road in San uh, Jose. Yeah. In San Jose. And he sends that into North America's longest outdoor bar, making sure everybody's paying attention as they Blowing a lead in San Jose is a dumpster fire. I think we wouldn't be calling it a dumpster fire if we had a better start to the season. Yeah. Uh, so your answer for saying that it's not a dumpster fire is because we've had a shit season. Is that what you just said? I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. If the season was going better, Mm -hmm. we would not have considered this a dumpster fire. I completely agree with Greg. That would have made it even more of a dumpster fire if the season was going better. Yeah. It's going to go. No, because I disagree with that logic is, is pretty good for us. No, it's we not. Were, we our, were... our standard is seven. Oh, is that our new standard now? <laughs> <laughs> to go to San Jose, who we have dominated in the past few years, and to give up a lead in the game and end up and losing it three to two late in the game, that is that is a shit show. Uh, Gio's halftime speech, actually, he was pissed off. Uh, maybe the guys thought that they were better than what we are. And they start dropping. They were not working anymore. They were, they were not combining. So everything good that we did uh, at the beginning, then we didn't do anymore. We, we were giving them too much space to put crosses in. And uh, one thing that we spoke about, this team is dangerous in encounters. There's no way that we can consider a goal the way we did. The second goal, that's ridiculous. That's something that shouldn't have happened. And that's on the players to be better because that was not a good performance. Oh, yeah. That he was. Dumpster fire. Yes, we have dominated them in the past, but they have a new coach and a new talented striker that I wish we could have had on our team. He didn't score, though. Nobody had an assist. Yeah. You know why he had an assist? Because yeah. we were a dumpster fire. And he puts the ass in assist. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Good for him. Um, but that was just crap from us. I mean, I guess it wasn't that bad, but it was bad enough. It's not a point. It was bad. Jesus, man. We should have won that game. Exactly. (sighs) (laughs) So 
Let's uh, let's uh, just all remember that Jeremy Obovese could be playing for the Portland Timbers, but he is not. He's playing for the San Jose Earthquakes because we couldn't find room for him in our roster in our rules. We covered that last time. We're going to cover it every episode, Randall. Yeah, we should cover it every episode. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Well, let's move okay. on to the next dumpster let's fire. Let's move on to the... the uh, I, I think I, I didn't even remember who we were playing when... Didn't I ask you, Greg, who we were playing? Yeah, I said I didn't know. Yeah, see? I didn't. I just go to games. <laughs> I don't even know who we're playing. But we were playing Philadelphia. We lost 2-0 at home to the Union, Philadelphia. You know what the positive we can take away from that game? Is what? that, that uh, Jonathan sat with the help? The, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Jonathan sat with the common people. Ooh. It's, and so did uh, Josh. And so did. And Margo. Yeah, so did Margo. You guys sat and, with the common and people. And the auntie. Yeah, Auntie Nikki. She did you have, uh, Jonathan, did you have to go into like one of those uh, hazmat cleanup stations after the match to rub yeah. all the, to clean off all the poor from you? Oh my God. It was, it was next level poor. Uh, I will never do that again in my entire life. Listeners, uh, in one of our discussions of Josh's daughter, Margo was, uh, did she actually say that all Jonathan talks about is how rich he is? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Did, who coached her to say that? And my response was, my response was, uh, Simon loves to talk about how rich Jonathan is. <laughs> I Gretchen, oh, go on. I was just going to make uh, back to the game, but if you're gonna, if you got a joke about Gretchen, I want to hear it. Oh no, she was saying that Simon, re, uh, his goal in life is to sit with you in KeyBank for one match. Dude, I'll bring him there anytime because he like worships you. No, his his real goal in life is to, for Jonathan to give him one of his scooters. <laughs> that means Randy wants a scooter. Yeah, yeah, we made it. So we made an interesting mistake. Uh, so we buy those e-scooters, the Joyer brand, J-O-Y-O-R, which we love. They're awesome. However, it is impossible to get them serviced. And I am like a third grader when it comes to anything with wheels. So I don't have any skill ability, nor do I have any interest in trying to read about how to fix something. And uh, so obviously you have to replace like stuff like brake pads and whatnot. And so the only two service centers that this company has in the U.S. are in San Francisco and in L.A. And I was like, oh, I could just, you know, I, Brianna goes to San Francisco for work sometimes. So I could have her take him as checked luggage, but you can't because they're lithium ion batteries. And let me ridicule you. Let me stop this podcast right now to ridicule. Go, you know, for go ahead, to, poor person. Trying to <laughs> fly your electric scooters back to San Francisco <laughs> to get service for the brake pads. Come on, man. Randy, I am not even pretending that I uh, am not slightly disappointed in myself, but I'm just never going to do it. It's just not, I just buy a new scooter. Give me the one that needs servicing. I'll fix it and then keep yeah. it. Like, Listen, yeah, Craig, stand in line, give it to Simon, and I'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I live my entire life in ROI justification. So anyone who doesn't know what that term means, it's return on investment. And the amount of time that it'll take me to go watch a video uh, and to learn how to do something, to order the parts, to wait for something, and then try to fix it, break it, and then finally get it done. 
will take me more hours than it will in terms of what it would cost to pay me for my own hours. So I'll just buy another one. What are you doing with your time? That's so valuable, man. You, you, uh, I'm a, I know you're not painting like Josh is. Dude, what, I, what, uh, what art are you creating? You don't have kids. What, what are you doing? What are you contributing to society besides taxes and our uh, roads? <laughs> uh, taxes is pretty much yeah. it. Um, okay. uh, uh, I will tell work update that'll take a minute. Uh, I got a, a job change and uh, at my current employer, and I now have 17 direct reports, wow. which is way more than anyone should have. And I've been reported change. 17 times. Yeah, it, it will change, but it is it is a lot. And so like right now, like the time that I want to spend doing fun shit is uh, much more important to me than trying to figure out how to fix a scooter. Hmm. OK, all right. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, uh, Simon is welcome to join me in the Key Bank Club at any point. Uh, I have extra seats uh, that I generally give away or whatnot. So if uh, if he wants to come, I'm down. OK. Sounds good. He'll, he'll have to arm wrestle Josh for those, though. <laughs> Josh is the sponge that usually gets all your free stuff. Um, but for real, for the Timbers Army, it was uh, it was a very fun experience. I like Greg. I, I kept saying to Greg, like, you can save me a seat. And he's like, yeah, for sure. And then he's like, wait, you really have never been in the North End? And I was like, no, I ever, ever since I started going to games, when we moved here, I always had key bank and I've done army away at, uh, away playoff games and stuff like that, or away games, but never at home. And it was, I think you almost felt bad for me where you're like, I don't even know what to say to you right now. Like, this is, this is bad. And, uh, so I will say it was a fun experience. Uh, I, uh, thought it would be much more laborious than it was, and I would absolutely go uh, and and do that again. But I will not do line culture ever again. Oh, uh, oh! Did you do line culture? No, you I did... just know that it's bad. Oh, that's good. Ever so then I the said again say, on purpose. Ever yeah. again is uh, yeah. Is, like I've already yeah. experienced it mentally in terms of what it might be, and I know that I don't like to wait in lines of more than three people, so it's not <sighs> okay. a. I gotta tell you, man, I'm get I'm getting over line culture myself. Um, I mean, I still have to get there. I've been going to ADA, as you guys know, because of uh, my knee and uh, your advanced age. Man, my knee problem has nothing to do with my advanced age. How do you do, fellow kids? What? It's a skateboarding injury. I got it because I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm radical. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I have the dopest Christian Hasoy deck you've ever seen, bro. <laughs> I did have some Christian Hasoy decks. Two of those. Uh, yeah. So I still have to go in early, and um, but I, I'm not into this whole. Do they let you in early because you're handicapped? They do. They do. Well, they're That's supposed awesome. to. They're supposed to let us in. I think ten minutes before they let the wristbands in, but it never happens that way. They always let us in as the at the same time, or like sometimes even five minutes after wristbands have been let in. the The thing about this season is, is I'll get in there, get my spot. There's a the initial rush of wristband people, but then there's like a big lull. It doesn't it doesn't fill up fill up like it used to. Like like last season. Uh, well, you know, aside from COVID and all that other stuff, but you, you go in there and it fills in and there's a ton of people in the, in line. And then, you know, the, 
the, the lower area fills up really fast and some of the upper levels start filling up too. And this year it's not like that at all. Well, uh, that's a bummer, but I would say it looked like it filled up pretty well from at least my vantage point. I had this tall ass lurch motherfucker in front of me, so I couldn't even see the field. Uh, I did want to say on behalf of it filled up, you know, eventually the stadium fills up, but it used to be, you know, you couldn't just wander into a lower section with a big group of people if you if you didn't have a wristband. And now you now you can. Well, that's that's good for people like me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I did want to send a sincere thank you to all three of you for helping make my aunt Nikki have a great time at uh, her second Timbers match. And Greg, thank you for uh, coordinating with some of your pals to get us uh, seats there. Appreciate it. Josh gave my aunt Nikki a handful of patches, which she is quite excited about. And Randy came down the stairs like a hobbling old grandfather uh, and handed my aunt Nikki a really fun Simpsons uh, version patch. And then uh, it was uh, it was really good. The funny part is the the next comment here was the delayed by NASCAR broadcast kicked in at nine minutes after the first goal was my aunt was saying she's like, wasn't this game supposed to start at seven? And it was. And of course, in the US, they never start exactly at seven, whereas every other country in the world, it starts exactly at quote unquote start time. And I forget exactly what she said. It was along the lines of she's like, they would delay the evening news to finish a football match or start a football match in the in the UK. But uh, uh, I still can't believe that actually happened or how they back to back schedule that type of game. Like why on earth for all the games where it's like Fox 12 plus uh, would you stack that with a NASCAR event, which you know is going to take priority? That, well, that wasn't Fox 12 plus that was national. It was Fox. FS1. Yeah. FS one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, why would you, uh, if you know you have a NASCAR event, why would you pick that game against Philadelphia to be on FS one versus not Fox 12 plus? Oh, gotcha. I think MLS might want the people watching NASCAR to keep their TVs right. on and see that soccer yeah, happening and go, oh, sure. what's like an accident. Like they just, <laughs> it's never going to work, MLS. Yeah. It's yeah. never going right. to work. Just people get too drunk and leave their TVs on. Yeah. Oh, no. This yeah. is communist sport. For, 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 this is a communist <laughs> immigrant sport. I'm not watching this. Well, Again, uh, it was a great experience. Uh, it what, was, what did she think of? Uh, what did she think of our supporter section? She loved it. She was very impressed. Um, she again, I think I said this before, but she feels that the Timbers themselves are on the same level as, say, Ipswich Town. They would be a decent <laughs> League One team or a bottom of the table championship team. I was like, I'll take that as a compliment. Um, and she said that she was really impressed by the atmosphere at Providence Park, and that she said anyone who uh, you know, where they live, wouldn't believe that Americans could do this. So I take it as a, a compliment from her. She had to be, I would think part of that, her being impressed was the fact that we were down to zero and uh, the crowd never, never, never stopped, stopped cheering. And, and that was, that was fun and pleasing to uh, see again. Yeah, because, you know, going to we saw Ipswich Town earlier last summer and it was they, you know, when the team was playing poorly, like the the home supporters are booing and uh, that just doesn't really happen at um, 
uh, at Providence Park. Well, she saw both performances. She saw Sporting Kansas City and um, Union, right? Yeah, she actually started the oh, We Want Seven chant during the Kansas City match, which was funny because then we did score seven. And uh, and then my dad, who had had a few saucy beverages himself, was like, this lady's got to come to every game. Uh, and it was, <laughs> no, it was, it was pretty hey, damn you know, funny. She, they've both been to as many games as I've been to this season. Yeah. <laughs> so that Sporting Kansas City game, you'd be like, ah, oh, this is like a – Timbers are like a top of the league championship team. And then the, this uh, union game, you'd be like, Timbers are like a bottom of the league. <laughs> yeah, they're like the Burnley of teams. The Vanarama uh, League 8. Uh, it's a regional subdivision. Uh, yeah, it was it was a bummer, but it was still a fun experience. I wish it obviously would have a different result for, for, the, for the team and for my auntie, but it was... Um, uh, it was a great experience and, uh, I am very impressed, Josh, that you came as well for, I think the first like 24 minutes and then you guys left of, oh no, we left at halftime. I know I was being an asshole. Was, was, uh, the, the feral child having a meltdown? Mm -hmm. No, she was, she was saying it was too loud and she didn't Uh, want to wear her, her ear protection. Who wears the pants in that family, Josh? She does. Yeah, that's pretty clear. Yeah. She also said, I'm not Jewish, I'm Puerto Rican. Uh, multiple times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how did that even come up? Just randomly. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody said something about something Jewish, and I was said, like Margot. And she was said, I'm not Jewish, I'm Puerto Rican. And Greg had to teach her that she's both. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> actually, Margot, that's not true. Today's episode is brought to you by the Anti-Defamation League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Joya Scooters or whatever that is. Joya Scooters. If you want to get them serviced, you have to actually be intelligent. And what's their discount code? Uh, NordVPN. <laughs> slash oh. PVN. Ooh, <laughs> Just, right. Nord 2022 at yeah. checkout. Yeah. Nord 2022 at checkout. Boy, we were, we were pretty bad this yeah, uh, that was awful. union game. Nope. Philly is young and fast and energetic and good, and we are not. Good. I saw things. some of those uh, goal celebrations. Those those they act like some of those kids act like they've they've never scored goals before in their lives. Like they were that excited about the the goal that they yeah, scored. They're coming to Portland and kicking it's, the shit out of us uh, in in our stadium. Of course they sh- they should. Is that your old man yells at cloud segment <laughs> about Philly's goal celebrations? Do my old man yells at cloud segments have to be soccer related? No, they can be anything. Oh, what am I, I mean, mad about? Oh, you know what I'm mad about? Old man yells at clouds. Oh, who's laughing now? <laughs> Shut up. I'm mad that uh, I'm mad about mid-season finales. That's that's BS. Don't have a mid-season finale. Play the whole damn season. That's all I want to say. What What show? Every, every show, like breaking. No, like, no, uh, no, 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 no. You got to tell us if you're going to okay. say, like, tell okay. a story. All right. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead and Better Call Saul. Enough with the Better mid-season. Better Call Saul's doing a two-season. Th- oh, yeah, they do that all the time. Yeah, knock it off. Rick That's and Morty right. did it, too. <laughs> yeah, knock it off. It's the, knock it's, it off. It's the 2020s. We all have DVRs. It doesn't matter if it's summertime. Just play the shows in the order. I don't have a DVR. Without the damn break. I don't even have cable. Email us at portlandmanity <laughs> at gmail.com. 
Shouldn't we change it? Old man yells at cable. Yeah, old, old man yells at cable with TiVo remote. That's the uh, that's the end of my. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. So I got hammered at the 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 union match and like next level drunk. I don't recall much. What did you drink? Weekend. What did you drink in the? Uh... So we went to Holly Paley beforehand because it was my mom's actual birthday and in, in the stands had... though. Oh, I was just crushing beers. What, what beer? Oh, sorry. For Mark Prince medal, uh, while I was in the stadium, I did get a, a Hop Lion IPA up behind the TA. Uh, and then I had one Imperial Upheaval IPA from Widmer Brothers. And then I drank all what? the pub beer from 10 Barrel. I was going to say, you actually got off your butt and walked over to the concession Santa and bought those oh, beers? or did Multiple only- times. Yeah, um, I consumed a lot of beer. So the the pub beers came from the guys walking around beer here, right? Am I right? Yeah, and up by the bathroom. So uh, okay. uh, I did sure. I did both, and I kept buying. I went through a lot of beer, and I think at one point my aunt Nikki was like, "What the fuck is going on with this guy?" And I was like, "Hey, Greg, give me another fist bump. This is awesome!" And like reaching over her, so she was <laughs> definitely. Not nearly as impressed. And then uh, it was decided that me and Brianna should get our own Uber home. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Your I, aunt didn't want to ride home with you? Wow. Uh, and then I, I woke up the next morning at 6.45, ready for work, and was chipper. Uh, the Ipswich folks aren't drinkers? Oh, they are. But I mean, like, they're proper British ladies who are, you know, in their 60s. So they clearly they're, they're not they're not drinking uh, coffee blonde stouts. That's for sure. No. Uh, but uh, as to rate the beers, the the hop line, it, it's it's all right. Beer, it's pretty good. The upheaval serves a purpose because uh, it's like what, like nine percent. Uh, and then the pub beer also serves a purpose when you have to stop drinking the upheavals before you throw up on everyone in uh, in the T.A. Come on, dude. Tell the truth. You were drinking Trulies. Oh, dude, I, I love it truly. I got, I got nothing to hide. Um, yeah. uh, but so, aside from the the shitty match, which we none of us want to talk about, we should talk about the the scan protest that did take place. Uh, it was very well done, and uh, I I love them moving from the the TA as the focal point of that. So I did get up to go to the bathroom. Uh, and uh, specifically around the 40th minute. And as I was leaving the bathroom, I stood in the concourse for just a couple seconds and you could see extra security like kind of coming in and they're just looking, looking, looking. And I was like, <clears throat> good luck. But uh, the the timing, it was great. They were uh, represented on field seats. They were represented in Tanner Ridge and Key Bank in the South Deck. Uh, and... Uh, I think uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what happens next. But it was a pretty good showing. And the word on the street was that it was visible on the broadcast uh, pretty much everywhere. You disagree? Mm, I disagree. Uh, Go big. uh, I couldn't, you know, from the Army. I mean, I think it's great that they moved that stuff out of the Army to other sections. Um, I couldn't see barely any of it from the army i saw one sign on the sideline and i was at a bad angle i couldn't read it on tv you could see it uh you could sort of see it um and then you could sort of see other other signs um up in different parts of the stadium but you could not read any of it on tv and um 
and I think that was the whole point of that thing was to get that stuff on TV. And so uh, I, I don't think it worked that well. Uh, I think that's a, but I think it's a, something that you can learn. I think that's something that you can learn because I, I went and watched, rewatched the broadcast. To tr- I didn't watch the whole thing. You know, I was fast forwarding through bits, trying to find stuff. And then I did see pictures that other people had posted and I've seen pictures of what the banners look like and they were all very well done, but they just, they just don't not weren't not well done to, you know, like a, the giant face, you know, they had to change. They're not allowed to call people out by name. And so they had like the, you know, a, a giant picture of the face that's instantly recognizable. Oh, that's Merritt Paulson. That's Gavin Wilkinson. Um, but the text is still is, you know, although the text is large, it doesn't, it's not visible. Certainly wasn't visible on TV. Um, and yeah, I hate, I hate to be the wet blanket. My guy. only, yeah. My critique about that is that, um, no one knows who those people are. That's that's another good point. People yeah. in TA. That's a good point. You're watching that on TV, and you're like, I, I mean, I guess there's something to be said for starting a conversation. Who is that? You know, maybe someone's going to try and figure out who that is, but it's not doing the job that it's supposed to do. So it's a learning opportunity. Um, they have to, if they're going to do that kind of thing again, I think they would sort of, they should think about uh, adjusting the logistics of the signs and that kind of thing uh, now that they've seen what works and what doesn't work. But I, I, I applaud the effort and I definitely applaud the effort. And I, and I think it was well executed. They, the plan they came up was, was well executed, but, but it just didn't translate into exactly what they wanted. But it is obviously working because USA today wrote that article. I don't know if you can directly correlate those, but I think it's fair to say there might be something along those lines. Uh, uh, did could you see anything from the broad like on the broadcast at all? Like, did they hone in on any of the signs? Not that I saw. No. Damn it. And, and you know, one of the the one on the on the field you could see on the sideline you could kind of see because they ran by it a couple times, but it was was the kind of situation where the lighting's not perfect for that, and so you can kind of make out what it says. Um, but it, it, you, it wasn't big enough to you know, like really grab your attention. You know what I mean? You had to be like, oh, I wonder what that says. Yeah. They should have sponsored a NASCAR and they would have gotten like nine extra minutes of free advertising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, um, I, again, like Randy, what you said, I, I applaud the effort. It was, um, uh, like you said, well executed, and it's important if you're going to do protesting to change up what you do, so it doesn't just become people in the army holding the same sign at the 40th minute every game. So, and it's and so it may it may not have done much to to reach the TV audience, but uh, certainly there were lots of photos being passed around of by, by people and conversation about what was going on. So it did work from that point. And it also, um, you know, we, we know that Merritt Paulson knew that it happened. And so, Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. It did accomplish the, uh, the goal of irritating him. So, yeah. Well, I guess speaking of, uh, protesting against abuse there, there's one more exciting bit here that we should talk about. That is the opposite of this type of, uh, event, which is the U S women's national team is to finally get equal pay. Insert applause track here.
Uh, it is a very exciting development. Uh, the agreement runs through 2028. And of more importance is the $22 million in back pay going to the U.S. women's national team, which they will disperse appropriately based on games and, uh, and time. Uh, Cindy Parlo-Cone, who is in charge of the, the Federation, is, um, uh, I think, taking it seriously. If there's anyone who does listen to Grant Wall, you can go back and listen to an episode from, I believe it was in February, where he does an interview with Cindy Parlo-Cone, who was, at that point, I would say very tight-lipped about what was in play, but uh, I don't think anyone expected this type of agreement to actually happen. So it puts them on equal pay with the U.S. men's national team, which is obviously a no-brainer and a long-time overdue uh, wrong that has been righted. I can't believe they managed to get back pay, too. That's pretty pretty fantastic. Yeah, Um, back pay is pretty rad. Although... I don't understand the part about it being an agreement that runs through and has an end point in oh, like collective bargaining oh, agreement. Contract. Yeah, it'll it'll it, they'll they'll negotiate together. Is the point is that the the women will get what the men get. Okay. Well, hey, man, well done, ladies. You guys deserve this. Um, we're idiots for not doing. We're collectively idiots. U.S. soccer, the United States, everyone. We're all idiots for not making this happen sooner. Agreed. All right. Well, well, Randy, do you have any other clouds you want to yell at? No, I'm. I don't. I'm not mad at. Did anything. you take your Metamucil today? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably mad at Josh for something. I just can't remember what it is. Yeah, you're always mad at me for something. <laughs> well, okay. I don't have anything else. But I'm the All one right. who's always nice to you and your family. So and you're nice. You're, just, you're nice to Gretchen. You're not nice to me. <laughs> I'm always nice to you. When you said. Chelsea deserved to lose and you wanted Liverpool to win, then I decided that my goal was to make sure that you knew that I knew that Burnley was going down. And I did everything to annoy you with that. You did. You you did a good job. Well done. But Um, then I also said sorry too. Yes, you did. And I felt like you almost meant that. I completely meant it. You know, fucking with you is one thing, but like, I still like, I don't want, like your team to go down. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so you're nicer than Stephanie. <laughs> Speaking of the final day of the premiere, they go Tottenham Hotspur five to zero over Norch and Norch Sutton wins the golden boot in conjunction with Mohamed Salah. And of course Spurs get champions league, Arsenal in Europa eat a shit bag. <laughs> as long as Liverpool goes down, everything is cool. I mean, Liverpool loses. Everything is cool. That was a that was a crazy decision day, um, wasn't it? Because I mean, even if if you were you know trying to, if you were interested in the the top two because that flipped, if you were interested in the relegation battle that flipped a couple times, uh, it was yeah that was nuts. Yeah. There was only one other result that I was really paying attention to, which was I was hoping that West Ham would have won. Uh, against Brighton because that would have meant that Manchester United would have only gone to the Europa Conference League. Uh, but as such, <laughs> uh, it means that Man U is getting Europa League and West Ham is getting Conference League. Why, why, are, there, why are there so many different places for teams to go to? they want money. <laughs> like the idea behind the Conference League, or one of the ideas, is to also stop people like trying to create their own quote-unquote Super League 
because you want the bigger teams, if they have an off year to still compete in international competitions, uh, they'll just spend a lot of time in like Cyprus in the conference league. Hey, you know, who's responsible for all this greed? Who? Burnley is because they were, I believe they were the first team to push for allowing, um, professional, uh, I have to, man, I'm going to have to somewhere. They had something to do with pushing for, uh, professional allowing professional teams in some sort of competition back in like the 1890s. Huh? Oh, really? Yeah. I was surprised. I thought Burnley was like one of the teams in the super league. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Who knew? No. Well, (laughs) somebody stall. I'm going to look it up right now. The, no, this stall is brought to you by Nord VPN and, uh, Greg's, uh, something. And um, Steven Gerrard, isn't he, um, who's he the coach for now? Uh, Is Greg still with us? I don't even think Greg's been on the episode. Yeah, I'm here. I was playing Wordle, sorry. He was taking a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Today's closing track is 107 by Less Than Jake. (laughs) Off the classic album, Losing Streak. Yay. Yeah, so, um, and then. You know, that's going to be available on our playlist on Spotify. Just search Radio Free PVSP. And I think you know all our stuff like email portlandvanity at gmail.com. Please leave us voicemails because it's fun to play them. 503 583 4235. Facebook and Instagram is Portland Vanity, and Twitter is PDX Vanity Soccer. Uh, if this goes up uh, before Friday, mm. home opener for PDX FC, 7 p.m. Eastside Timbers Complex, yes. free beer. I where, be where's, the, where's the Eastside Timbers Complex? Almost grass. Uh, yeah, it's okay. like 640th Street. Uh, we would have loved to go <laughs> to that, but uh, we're going to be out of town. Hey, Burnley refused to join the Football Association in, uh, what year was that? Why, it was 1884. And so they've started their own football association to challenge the football association. And then when they never recovered, they decided to finally, the original FA decided to allow pros in. And so they made, they joined. So they created the super league. Yeah. They, they, (laughs) they created the 1884 version of the, the super league. So punk. Yeah, man. Just like, uh, what band Chumbawamba that also comes from Burnley. There you have it. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Well, this can be over. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it should end.
And their median household income is like 23,000 pounds or something. That's the, that was the other joke. The, why, why um, Jonathan didn't want to go into the general admission because the median Ooh. income was so low. Ooh, yeah. That median that was income, funny. Is a, that's a tough, that's <laughs> a tough place to be. Um, he is the yeah. Burnley of Providence Park. Yep. Do you know they have a population of 80,000 people and their stadium holds less than the Timber Stadium? Really, really. Driven ball along the ground, a little worm burner. He was trying to get through, but Ford does <laughs> heard, fantastic just to get his foot onto it. I've heard grass cutters. Worm I've burn. never heard a worm burner before. <laughs> Good one, isn't it? <laughs> if Derek made that up, you've never heard that right. A worm burner. You've never he's, Jake Zivin. No, I've heard that. He's not, in, yeah, yeah. he's not in football, mate. He no, don't, you don't, he don't know yeah, that stuff. Not, not in, in Nashville. They don't say that. Kind of the pitches stuff. I played on, that's all there was. Was worm burner. So if there was going to be a phrase, it was that. I like how we were all excited and upbeat and happy after that seven-two win. Uh, yeah, we, we should have recorded then, but we decided to not record, and now it's like, oh, all right, it's cool. Yeah, Jonathan, how drunk were you when you decided that we needed to have an emergency episode? Uh, the emergency episode was a good idea. It was actually pretty sober. I had only had two beers. Um, so, uh, for me, that's like having cereal. Um, and, uh, but if it would have been after the, the loss of Phil, fuck you, Josh. Cereal. Look at me. I'm having cereal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the, the Philadelphia game though, I was, I was quite knackered as they might say. Slide that ball across the, the Pomo line into a good area for Tanker just to come in and, and tap one in the back of the net. But Ford cut it off with his right foot, made sure his body position, he won't allow him to do that. Jimmy had to try and bring it out of it. Now, Pomo line, we just discovered what with, that means. He's sticking with that, it isn't is he? Pomo, P-O-M-O. P-O-M-O. For those that watched our game last week, this is a big topic of conversation. In the I said Jake, the <laughs> Wikipedia thing of what it is, and then Jake understood. You weren't on that group text, Ross, that time, but we can put you on it if you want to. <laughs> Pushing me out. <laughs> I don't want to be on it. <laughs> Point of maximum opportunity, I believe, is what right. Pomo stands for. Ross? And, uh, you didn't know that when you said FOMO. I can bet that. <laughs> you did not know what it stood for. Hey, I knew what I was saying, and I knew what I was meaning. Jake didn't know, so I had to, you know, help him out. He helped me out with the, what was the, the burning house? What was that one? <laughs> Barn burn. Barn burn. I didn't understand. And then I gave Jake one back, you I'm know? I'm surprised you knew worm burner, but not barn burner. No, yeah, I didn't know. I'd never heard of barn burner. A lot of people on Twitter helped me out, though, so that's for sure. I appreciate that. If you're a Timbers supporter, tonight could be considered a barn burner. Well, that's going on my Twitter, then. It's going straight on there. What a barn so. burner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Oh, my God. We'll drop that in after. You want to have, you want to have a Portland polite off right now? No, no let me just go. MP in list no, of no, worst no, team no. owners. Stop! By sport. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> now it goes into an area. What area, Jake? 
Pomo line. <laughs> let's, pomo all, let's all line. say it together. Pomo line. The point of maximum opportunity. There we go. Whips it in there. He's just Why are you failing the class? You know everything and you talk like the entire class. And he ended up giving me after class one time, like one of the tests, like orally. And I got 100% on it. And he's like, see, you know the stuff. You just can't take tests. And then after that, he started just giving me all the tests orally and a few anally. And um, I was able to, and I got an A in the class. It was pretty fucking rad. That's ridiculous. I met the charms at Mazatlan. I have fans, you know.